show. Today, I'm very, very excited to be here with the beautiful super power guest, Lolia Harrison. Lolia is somebody that, um, well, we've, we've recently met and um, through our social networking circle, we have met and I'm really inspired by Lolia. Welcome here to Women of Power. It's great to be here with you. Thank you. So excited. It, it is. It's good to talk, especially first thing. Well, not first thing, early in the morning. <laughs> I want to share a little bit about you for, for those that are listening. Welcome if you're here listening or watching, if, if it's a podcast you're on or uh, through social media. Lolia Harrison. Uh, Lolia is a licensed and certified women's vitality and life coach, just what we all need, well, what I need, um, with a holistic approach that includes physical coaching, nutritional coaching, and complementary areas such as breath re-education, love to talk about that, and Pilates. And Lolia's aim is to provide a potentially life-changing process for women. This is powerful. So we're going to delve into Lolia's uh, story a little and, and why she's here and what brought, what brought her to this point as a nu nutritional therapist and personal trainer, working specifically with women around the perimenopause, um, maybe before or and after, and that's, that's Lolia's focal point. And over the years, Lolia has completed further education to become a massage therapist, Pilates instructor, and of course, breath re-education. Re I love that, re-education. And a coach. And uh, I, I'm, I feel that Lolia's presence is so powerful and that as a coach, she is here to enhance individual women's lives emotionally, spiritually, and their well-being to create a life that they truly love and that she loves. So welcome here to Women of Power, Lolia. Thank it's you. To be here with you. I'm going to go straight in with the question. <laughs> what is your superpower? <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Well, thank you for that introduction. Great introduction. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think my superpower, it, it's got to be age, my age. Uh, <laughs> wow, I don't know how young you are. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm six, scared I'm to ask 60, now. <laughs> I'm 60 years old. Um, oh, wow. Age <laughs> is your superpower. It is my superpower. And um, I, 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 I came to that because I was, when I, when I went into perimenopause, it was all, at that, that time I wanted to change careers. Everything seemed to be happening. My children had grown up. And the thought that came into my head was, I'm too old now. I've left it too late. Oh, I can't do this now. Okay, that's and so that, interesting. That the, you know, conversation in my head. And I thought, no, this is it. This is the time. So age is now my superpower. <laughs> that is so interesting. Isn't it amazing that the thoughts we carry, and we don't even know that we're carrying them until we're actually pushed by our hearts to to go forwards with something absolutely so what did you do what I mean that's quite to feel that and to recognize that how did you shift that belief gosh that that's a brilliant question um I it I, I think I just kept telling myself or going back to what I really was passionate and joyful about and it was health it was movement it was doing something that I really felt passionate about. And that was helping women 
holistically with their whole life, because that's what I was interested in. And that you can start any time you want. You, you don't have to think, oh, well, I've missed the boat now. I right. can't do this. That's only in your head. And, you know, it's, it's also, you know, we are dealing with it's, it's, it's changing. It's changing now. But yeah. certainly at the point where I was making all the changes, I was dealing with the idea that, you know, once you get to 50, that's that's it, really. You know, that you don't have that long left to be changing careers and doing this, that and the other. So I was I was coming into this with those beliefs, but then trying to just changing my belief changing that despite it keep coming in but yes making a conscious effort to change it and it wasn't until I got into coaching coaching was the last thing I did um where I worked on myself that mm. really helped me understand how I could change my beliefs and that beliefs could be changed and, and so yeah go on I love that so you're so you so nutrition re re re-breath breath re-education and pilates and movement and then coaching so you'd been on this incredible journey of really tapping into your body and then there was like the final frontier okay my beliefs my, or the beliefs I'm carrying yes <laughs> yeah I, I mean my my I started nutrition in my late 30s when my children were still small I was I was a teacher I was a science teacher but I knew I knew my 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 love was nutrition and health I did a, a degree in physiology and nutrition so the the you know the interest was there but I went into teaching but I always okay. loved the health and so I did retrain whilst I was still teaching as a nutritional therapist and you know had clients coming in just for the nutrition um and as I worked with those clients, I realized there's more, there's more to dealing with my clients than just nutrition. There was the movement, there was the mindset. It was a whole, whole thing, a whole health thing. And gradually I kept adding on to my knowledge, my skills, as I learned from my clients. They were teaching me. And then of course I hit perimenopause. Yes. And then it was me. <laughs> it was realizing that. The um, physical exercise I was doing, because I always exercised, um, wasn't working for me anymore. You know, I was running 10, 12 Ks. Um, wow. I was in the gym, but not lifting very heavy weights. Um, I was getting injured all of a sudden. I'm thinking, what is going on? And that's where I started to research and then work on myself. So I cut down my running to yes. more than 5K and I upped all my weights you know, squats, lunges, deadlifts, heavy weights. I just changed completely the way I exercise. And I, I did train as a personal trainer then. I was the oldest person on that course. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that's so amazing that you should say that because it's a rat, you know, weights are so, I mean, I do not. I'm going to disclaimer here. <laughs> I'm holding up my <laughs> I'm a non kind of weight exerciser. I, it's something I, I want to get back into. I used to do it a while ago. And yet I know that, especially around perimenopause, it's so vital to be waiting for bone health, for bone regrowth, for yeah. re bone regeneration. So you were really following your intuition there because the pounding of the running 
is good to a degree and yet weights lifting the weights slow movements is so yeah. important isn't it for our bone health uh, absolutely absolutely and that just changed it just changed um my it changed my body my body became stronger much stronger and i wasn't getting injured and do you think you were it's like the running can be this obsessive I don't know. It feels like that shift was a gentler shift, even as a, a shift into self-care rather than the pounding of the running, which is just that linear, got to get it done, got to get it done. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, my body, because I'm a great believer, your body will tell you right. when something's not right. And my body was telling me it, I was getting joint pains, injured. You know, my body was saying, come on, come on. And then, you know, that's where I sort of think this isn't right. I shouldn't be feeling like this. No. I should be feeling energized and good after exercise, yes. not limping yes. around and then having to take time off from exercise because I was injured. The whole thing was just not working for me. I, I had to rethink what I was doing. Um, and so, of course, you know, the personal training really did help me learn how to lift weights properly, learn a lot more about my body and then take that out to the women I work with now. And so what? just let's tune into the nutrition part because mm. I feel that's a real, like, that's this is where your heart is with nutrition. And it's something that we or I, it can be ignored. It can be that point where, oh, I'll just ignore that piece. It'll go away. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Um, and again, you know, um, when I hit perimenopause, I started gaining weight, whereas before I could get away with, you know, weekends doing what I wanted and then I'd be fine um, for the rest of the week. But that wasn't working for me anymore. So again, I, ha I had to look into what special nu nutrients do I need as, as a 50 plus woman in order to support my health? And that it was a whole thing then it nutrition had moved on since I qualified right you know, and, and certainly for per perimenopausal women I mean I what you you can read about what you need to eat as a perimenopausal woman but we are all individuals you know we've got different genes everything is different and we respond to nutrients differently so you know I, I like to do genetic testing with clients and it's yeah. not genetics that you're going to tell you when you're going to die or something it's nothing like that it's about all the different systems in your body the different yes. biochemical mechanisms and how they are operating in you we have lots of enzymes and chemicals in our body um, that are kind of unique to us really and they're parts of our genes that actually aren't switched on that make that certain biochemical reactions work properly so for me I realized um, certain detoxification pathways in my liver okay weren't that great because genetically I didn't have the genes for them to operate really well and when you're perimenopausal women you need the liver operating really well because that's the thing that helps to regulate your hormones this is so interesting. This is so interesting. And what I really love is that you, you're, it's perimenopause. I mean, we hear so much about menopause, postmenopause, 
self-care through menopause, education through and perimenopause because and before because if we what we don't know we don't know we can't put in place absolutely for our own well-being absolutely you know we're, we're all told we need vitamin d we need this we need that some of us don't have the right genes to metabolize metabolize vitamin d efficiently we need other supports other nutrients to support that pathway so that we can then use vitamin d properly and you don't know that unless you have the have a genetic test and see where where you need to put in the support so i needed to put in b vitamin support b12 b6 folate i needed to put that in and i can't make or can't make um an antioxidant called glutathione i can't make that efficiently and that's the thing that really does support the liver supports the cleaning up of old hormones i can't make that efficiently so therefore i have to take another nutrient in order to support that making of the glutathione i wouldn't have known that unless i did that test and then i know what i need to put in specifically for my body but then other clients perfectly okay they're fine they don't have those that missing gene so gone are the days when we would go to a nutritionist and there would be just kind of a, a by rote oh you need vitamin d you need calcium you need it's like technology now is taking us to a place where we are being recognized well the portal is being opened to being recognized as individual beings and we all are unique expressions um doing this differently and yeah although we all have we all have the organs and the the systems and yet we work differently and some in some areas we need more support than others that that's it that's absolutely because yeah. i remember when i studied a little bit nutrition not so much but not not to the depths that you're in but I was because I was working with menopausal women and osteoporosis and osteopenia and realizing that being being prescribed calcium was actually a misnomer because we need selenium and I think another another mineral to actually allow the vitamin allow the calcium to be assimilated into the bone yeah and doctors now even then it was like just go and drink milk <laughs> no no that has an opposite effect yeah yeah oh oh absolutely it's like you know vitamin even you know vitamin d the type of vitamin d you have you know i still see some women being um, prescribed vitamin d too that right. is not the active form for for humans you need vitamin d3 but you also need vitamin k2 in order to get that vitamin d assimilated into your bones and get the calcium assimilated into your bones otherwise the calcium just gets kicked out and then builds yes. up in your blood that can then cause blockage in the arteries you know there were all those kind of synergistic things that we need to think about definitely when when we're when we're kind of putting nutrients into our body and so as a human being, we have a tendency to just take the easy route as human beings, take the easy route, go and buy, purchase what we think we need. I've done it, you know, go and buy a, a bottle of vitamins or whatever, because I think I need them. And what I'm really, what's really landing for me is the importance of, of 
that deeper level of self-care of actually seeing somebody that really knows their stuff <laughs> and saying, here I am, um, you know, be, which I'm, you know, I'm used to doing that in with coaching and mentoring and, and I'm, I, you're just really reminding me that um, there are so many facets of us as women uh, to, to really care about our bodies yeah. means paying attention much more deeply and being helped and asking for help. Why do we not ask for the for help, Lolia? Why do we get stuck I, on that? <laughs> I really don't know. It's 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 really interesting, isn't it? Why we don't ask for help? Um, it's I, th I think women just don't ask for help. It's yeah. I can carry on. I can do this. I can manage. Um, is there a fear in case there's something else deeply wrong? Right, finding okay. that out there's a possibility because often when with, with the genetic testing it's like I don't want to know I don't want to know but it's not that yeah. kind of it's just about helping you see what how how you can support yourself a little bit better I mean yes. food for me start with the food for for sure right for some people they food will be enough for me it wasn't I needed to put in those extra supplements yes because of what was going on for me um genetically you know what in, in my body biochemically I needed that extra support other people don't need that but they don't know that until they, they find out I mean often you know there's something wrong because you'll feel something's not right and for me a sign of that is not getting not wanting to get out of bed in the morning it's like that's a that's such a sign for me of there's uh, my body isn't responding, you know, even though I've had lots of sleep and mm -hmm. I'm feeling good in myself, you know, mentally. And yet sometimes I just want to lay there. I just do not. And I was never like that before. I would be up and bright and breezy. And, <laughs> and isn't it interesting how it, it can be a slow kind of acceptance of that over time? Yeah of not realizing that's happening, that, that tiredness or, you know, just not having that enthusiasm for getting up until one day it's like, hang on a minute, I used to be so different. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, definitely. And then asking yourself the question, okay, what's going on and what do I want to do about it? And why do you think this is so important now for the time that we're in post-COVID that women um, are take more a deeper sense of care and responsibility and ask for help. Why do you think now this is important? Um, now after COVID or now at the time of pandemic? And now at this time, post-COVID, with this kind of awakening that we're in where women are really becoming more aware of their own power. I guess it's... I, I think, well, first of all, I think the COVID was a health thing. So it was, there was that thing, I really do need to look after my health here. And that that is very, very important. Um, I also think um, in terms of post-COVID, why women are kind of wanting to be more empowered. I think um, there was, I... I I, I, I think uh, working from home, I think a lot of people were kind of just sent to work from home. And I think there was a lot more 
they they could control their right. time a lot more what they did rather than going into the office being kind of dictated to there was suddenly that autonomy freedom their time and, and freedom yes and i think that really did empower a lot of women that's so true what you've mm. just said mm. suddenly not having to say oh i'm just going to the bathroom or i'm just going to make a tea or i'm just need to get some fresh air it's just do it yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely just just do it and they, they they seem to really love organizing their time around that and cer certainly clients you know showing up for sessions with me they thought okay i can fit this in i can still do my work but i can yes. fit this and that for them was just empowerment I love what you've just said. I mean, because I took that piece for granted because I've been working in this way for mm. so long. And it just really, what you've just said is so true that um, to have that freedom, that time freedom. Do you think with that, there's also the, the kind of, that takes a focus as well, doesn't it? To actually then not go get distracted and start doing the things that aren't being, bringing productivity mm. how do you how do you manage that for yourself to really remain productive and stay focused <laughs> <laughs> well you should you, I'm I think I'm lucky I'm lucky I think I'm naturally um organized and ordered I think I just and that's probably a, a paradigm I've learned from my mum uh, what was drilled into me, possibly. I, so I've taken that on board. So I do manage that. I'm I'm very good at focusing, but I give myself time slots. I don't just say, I'm going to do that. I'll say, right, I'm going to spend an hour on this. I, I reckon this task is going to take an hour. I'm going to spend an hour on this. And if I don't complete it um, in that hour, I then leave it or I say, you know, I'll take a break and think, can I spend longer on this? Okay. So I allow myself to stop and then slot it in for another time or another day um, without giving myself a hard time thinking, oh, well, I didn't quite finish that. And, you know, I, I, I work on, on a principle of six key things or prioritizing six key things that I want to do in a day. And, Ooh, then I, then, <laughs> and then I number them one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. What's that's what's the first thing I really want to get done? What's the second and so on? I start at number one and give it the time that I think I want to give it. And if I don't finish it, I just push it to another time. It's no big deal. Right. So that's but there are some things, you know, where I think oh, I really do need to some things are urgent and I need to finish, and I will push through but then I give myself once I've done it I shake myself off and give myself time to just calm down I think that's really powerful what you've just shared because for me also what I what I was realizing was that I wasn't giving myself enough time for those tasks so I would maybe give I'd kid myself that oh that's only going to take half an hour and really that's a three hour that's a three hour chunk of work and to allow myself the freedom of, of saying, yeah, that's going to take me time to really finish it and complete it, um, you know, thoroughly rather than because I have a tendency to rush the, pro <laughs> rush the 
you know, rush the task. And I love what you've just said to actually number them. Mm. That's a mind thing. That's a, that's saying, right, there's completion there. When number one is over, that's completion. Yeah. And I, and we like that, don't we? To feel that something's completed fully and ticked off and that, yeah. Definitely. And celebrate it, you know. Just even if you put your hands up in the air, give yourself a clap, you know, something like that. I mean, my my coaching um, is very much geared to um, using women, using their feminine power, I think. And it's we we operate a lot. I mean, the the whole world is based around masculine energy. Even if you go into offices, it's decorated in a masculine way. And I think women... um, often operate with this masculine energy they push through they're doing ten thousand things at once and that women physiologically just aren't designed for that we can we can take a task and do that when needs be but what we can't do is keep operating like that and this Mm. is why many people many women get burnt out burnt out quicker than men do yeah we don't have that testosterone we have testosterone but not to the extent that men have it and we cannot operate and so my coaching is all around um using that feminine power and it's based around um five archetypes there are lots of archetypes but uh, my coaching is around the five archetypes so you've got the warrioress you've got the queen you've got um lover mother and um sorceress so those five different types of energy which are all very feminine and getting women to embody those different types of energy so that they operate from there so they can lead their lives with this energy. Beautiful. Mm. And I would recognize that in me that we, I would probably have pieces of each of that we can identify. I can identify with when you said them, you know, yeah, okay. I can see a bit of that in me and a bit of that. And, and yet well, there's a predominance of, I love that. It's like owning who we are, not trying to just, push it aside and and carry on on that hamster wheel. The divine feminine is so, I mean, I work in the same way, not in the same way, but with the same principle that to allow intuition through, because that's the, we've been very good at at not really fully embodying our intuitive um, awakening and knowing and bringing that into our work and being guided by that. I, I actually... I know you said six a day, six things a day. I'm actually working on, okay, if I can do two a day, I'm giving myself that grace to kind of even calm down from having to have a longer list yeah. to keep it even like, oh, okay, more minimal. Yeah, I, and I think that that is great. And that this is where the individual woman comes in. You know, if, if I've got somebody who is very driven, Yes. I might come in there and say two things. Yes. <laughs> Just okay. bring, <laughs> yes. bring them down and think that, you know, life still operates. You can still operate powerfully on yes. just those two things. Abs- absolutely. You have to go with what works for you. What I really love is that we are, as a, as a collective women now, especially leaders, as you are, as we are opening up to being who we really are, to not pretending that we are something else so that we can work in a system that isn't fully functioning and and is actually crumbling. There's a new paradigm 
of divine feminine uh, leaders and coaches and mentors and healers coming through. And that's to actually really shatter the worldview of what it is to be a woman and to embrace that or to be identified as a woman and to fully embrace that and actually be it in the world without pretending that we are still going to play the game of this masculine kind of roundabout that's been happening for centuries. Yeah. So liberating. Absolutely. So liberating. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely liberating. Um, It it is. I mean, even kind of, I I just, in in the world, you know, my world was teaching um, and seeing and knowing what I know now and then looking back at, certain people operating you know in leadership and you and you know like the the lover power type is is the one that loves beautiful things will always have flowers on her desk doesn't make her ineffectual it's just she's embracing that feminine power and she will she will bring in you know lovely cups of tea to the meeting and have nice little bits of food and it's or it's the the one who has the beautiful stationery on on her desk and it's you just think she's embracing that lover power type of herself, but she's still an effective manager. Yes. It, and it's, and it's it, it just, even for the men in the room, it just brings in something beautiful that we're all attracted to. Right. It doesn't make, make her any lesser leader. <laughs> no, it makes her more of a leader. Absolutely. <laughs> this is my stationery. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, (laughs) you know, hey, that's it. We're individual expressions here. And it's bringing out those qualities and say and embracing them. Yeah. yeah. And I I love this, what what you're saying in this conversation, because I think this really is, I know this is the kind of the way of the question that I asked of why is this important right now that we step into this? It's to be our unique selves and embrace that. Yes. Absolutely. And that's where the spiritual comes in. We're so, um, and it is, you know, there's so much going on around us, the external, lots and lots of things going on, the drama, the world problems, everything going on, hitting us. And we forget about what's in here. Yes. What do we want? What do we desire? Who who are we? Who, who am I? And we've never really been fully... Um, invited to really be that it's like we've had to write our own invitation for this <laughs> absolutely a- absolutely that we we do and it's really interesting when when I work with women you know the first question I will ask is what do you truly want yes like, no and it's and it's yes. so hard. scary scary it's scary and it's I don't know I don't know we've lost that ability of knowing what we want what we desire because there's almost those suddenly all those limiting beliefs come into our head you can't have that you've got to work hard you can't do this you can't do that yeah who do you think you are that's it everything starts coming into your head and you can't think and I've even worked with women uh, who have said I don't I didn't even know that I could choose I didn't even know I had a choice. And that's even more scary because suddenly it's like there's this freedom to choose. Yes. 
And I didn't even know I could do that. I thought it had to be like this. Yes. And these are, you know, women in their 50s. Mm. Yeah. That yeah. Have, we've taken on collectively this idea of that we have been told, we have to be told what to do. Yeah. And we then step out of this kind of, you know, out of the, over the line or above the line or outside of the, the box whatever yeah. the box is yeah that's that's it we're operating on somebody else's I don't know somebody said something possibly in the past and suddenly we make a big story out of it and it becomes our truth and it's when you think about it you think that isn't true though that isn't true that it's isn't just what I believed it's yes. just thought <laughs> that's it it's the yeah. whole thing of I'm too old oh I've missed the boat oh life's passing me by which is what you were feeling when you made then made that decision to dissolve those beliefs and evaporate them and to do what you're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. The thought in my head was, I know there's something better. I want something more than just this. But quickly be dampened down by all those thoughts. And, you know, when you're feeling there's something more, go with that. What's the something more? What is it? What is it you want to stay with that? Yes. And because if I'm just thinking here, I'm feeling into, wow, if you would have not have listened to that, if you would have not recognized and honored that something more, what a waste <laughs> for you and for every woman that you, that you um, energetically touch and vibrationally touch and physically touch and, and, it's so important that we are being the yes that we say that we want and actually taking those steps. What was the scariest part for you, Lolia? Oh, scariest part. I think I've had scariest moments all the way through, actually, yeah. as I've done each thing. It's a scary thing for me was, um, first of all, you know, giving up teaching completely walking away I, I did the little peel the plaster off so I went, went part-time okay more so not okay. go and then suddenly just going and then that fate what if it doesn't work yeah and you'd already know? gone <laughs> absolutely absolutely then I'm too old to get back into it or they, oh. all these things so for me it was it was a, a so you had that safety net in your mind it was like oh I'll go back if I need to, <laughs> it's like, that was in my head. That was in my head. that that was also limiting me moving. Yes, on. that's what I mean. <laughs> and I, you know, I had to let go of that as well. Yeah, let go of that thing. Okay, and, and the scary thing also was um, suddenly running my own business. I've never done it in my life. You know, I I'd done teaching. I'd never run a business. I hadn't a clue what running a business was like. And so admitting that I needed to invest in myself, yeah. invest in what to do, in help. Yeah. Doing that. And I did. Asking. Asking. Asking for help, but also being willing to spend money. Right. That was another, another kind of, you know, <laughs> limiting belief What how I'd been brought up. You don't spend money on things like that. You've got to save for something some imaginable disaster that's going to happen in the future right not to invest in yourself <laughs> yeah. to keep it for a rainy day yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 
I did. I, I invested wow. in myself and got used to doing that. Yeah. And that's a role model. That's a, that's a role model thing also, I think, for our children. And we start taking, like, really taking notice, investing in ourselves. We're just sending out an incredible message for our children, daughters, sons, they, to do the same. <laughs> to invest in yourself put yourself first absolutely put yourself first and really really love what you want I think sometimes you know I, I find women can say not all some women when they get to the point of saying what they want there's still there's still the limiting beliefs going on and so they can't quite bring themselves to um, relate to what they want and then so, you know, helping them to really, really fall in love with what they want. And yes. And belief. That is that was a challenge for me. You know, really, really focusing on that desire, that passion. This is what I really wanted. This is what I love. As you said that, I was just really feeling into that falling in love piece. And and what came th what came to me as you were saying that was, oh, that's that's actually a block. Must be a block, and I'm sure maybe a block for me because it's that piece of, oh, when I fall in love, I'm going to get let down, in real like with a partner in a relationship. Yeah, that just came to me. It's like, oh my gosh, it's 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 okay to open our hearts, and to be vulnerable and to accept that. Yeah, there will there will be those obstacles, seeming obstacles and challenges along the way. And it doesn't mean that this isn't something worthy of loving and seeing through and, and letting it evolve and expand into that beautiful vision, materialize into that vision. Yeah. But it's that thought of, oh, if I fall in love, I'm going to get let down. That, absolutely. <laughs> that's and you know, though there are your limitations to yes. stop you really relating to that. And you know, the obstacles, the challenges, they it's all feedback, really. Yes. It's all learning. And if we can switch that way of thinking and think, okay, this hasn't gone the way I thought it would go. So what what can I learn from this? Yes. What is this trying to tell me? And looking at that and being grateful that it's shown up. Totally. And reframing it as yeah. an opportunity for, for change, for transformation. Absolutely. Yes. Really, really powerful. <laughs> this is amazing. I love being here with you. I know we're going to connect more. We're going to do more together and open up to possibilities. Um, so I'm excited that this, mm -hmm. this is happening right now, Lolia. And I just would really love you to share for those that are watching, listening, if you're here, welcome here. Um, this is a loving place for you to, to be present and, um, and just take in these wonderful words of wisdom from Lolia. And I just would love you to share, Lolia, if there is somebody here right now viewing, listening, and they feel that they, maybe they feel, I can't do that. I'm I'm in my fifties. I want to go and do, you know, I want to go and do that. And yet there's this limiting or this belief system that's holding them back. What would you be saying? I'm going to put you on full screen. What would you be saying to them right now? 
I think what I would be saying is um, really, really look at your vision, look at your vision and get a real feel for it. Imagine you've achieved it already. Imagine you're there already living it. What would you be feeling? What would you be thinking? What would you be saying to yourself? What would your life be? And I think really, really allowing yourself to feel that, to really, really feel that. Um, and and then think, think about just making a decision to go for that, to actually go for your vision. Make a decision without thinking, oh, well, I can't do this because I can't start now because just make a decision right where you are with what you've got now and really feel that vision. Imagine you're there already. That is so powerful and that is so true because the mind will want to take us into all the other places that says no. And I love that what you've just said to feel the feel it. That's the point, isn't it? Of being, we are feeling beings yeah. and to really open up to the feeling of how this will feel. And the secret is the feeling when we're living in the feeling yes. miracles happen. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and we can all do it. You know, often when, when, when you say, right, do get your vision, now feel it. I can't feel, I can't. But we right. can. We, we all go into our imagination at some points. And we imagine we've achieved something or we've done something. We imagine what's going on. So we can do that. And we can feel that in our body. So we can do that with our vision as well. Right. It's practice. It definitely is practice. It took me a while. Um, and until I realized, but hang on, I'm, I'm always imagining things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always imagining things. Yes. So just stay with, with that and take it to my vision and go into that feeling. And I, you know, my spiritual, spiritual practice in the morning is to always go into my vision, always sit there quietly. I light a candle, I play some music, all in complete silence. And I take myself there to my vision already achieved. I'm living it. Yes. And I feel it. I allow myself to feel it. The excitement, the joy, whatever it is, whatever feeling um, your vision brings to you, you know, the calmness, the relaxation I have, um, the sense of fun. My vision brings me fun. Um, and just really feel it. Really feel living like that. Just allowing myself, and then I tell, then I, I, I can either write it or I say it. I just five things that I am grateful for. Yes, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I've already achieved my vision. What yes. I'm grateful for at that place. This is so powerful. What you've just said about gratitude, because I know that gratitude for me, and you've just said it. Gratitude for me is for what I know is here already that is appearing. Yeah. And there, there can be a tendency that it's be grateful for what you've, be grateful for what you've got. Of course, be grateful for what, yeah. that's such an old fashioned saying. Well, just be grateful for what you've got. It's very limiting as well, because it can be, well, just be grateful for what you've got. You, you shouldn't be wanting more. You shouldn't be you know, wanting this incredible life for yourself. Be grateful for what you've got. And 
for me, that can be very, very limiting, lacking, shaming, um, to then even go further and say, well, no, actually, I am grateful for this, and I'm expectant and grateful for this incredible vision that I know is already here. And I'm so pleased you said that. Yeah. Yeah, de definitely. Yeah. It is a new way of thinking, as you say, because we've yeah. all been brought up with that, that idea of just be grateful for what you've got. And yes, I agree with you. It is limiting. And then you come from a place of lack. Absolutely. And this is a different way of thinking. Yes. Different way. Yes. It's oh, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm just so grateful that you are here right now and doing what you're doing and nutritionally and physically and emotionally, spiritually, you're guiding women, um, perimenopause and beyond, and even before perimenopause, you know, before, 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 I mean, this is kind of like a, in the classroom at three kind of to make it really simple and, and uh, unpack this for children to yeah. honor yeah. our bodies and to listen to our bodies. Yeah. That listen would be a to bodies, beautiful listen world. To mind. Mm. Listen to our mind, listen to mm. our bodies, listen to mm. our hearts. Yeah. So powerful what you're doing, Lolia. Um, oh. How can women get in touch with you? How can anyone get in touch with you? <laughs> if you on, on my out about what your your offerings. And yeah, your... On, on, if you go onto my website, um, loliaharrison.co.uk, um, my website, you can have a read through. I've got lots of blogs on there, but there's also um, a space for you to book a call if you want. Um, a getting to know you call where I will do a call with you. It's, it gets um, it gets you clearer on what is going on for you now, and also I I help you um, think about what you would really love, and then together um, by the end of the call, together we come up with um, a next next step action plan so you can go away with a takeaway. I've also got on my website a free giveaway, which is an essential checklist for um, kind of it's, it's divided into nutrition, exercise, mindset um, of things that you could include in your life or to tick off what you already do. So you've got to celebrate what you already do. Yes. <laughs> and then see the areas where you might want to add in or work on or pay particular attention to. So that's a nice little um, checklist you to um, I'm gonna download it <laughs> I need to download it get me that checklist <laughs> it, it will it will come up it should pop up okay. um or if you go onto a blog at the end of the blog it should be there it's there okay yeah. perfect oh Lolia thank you so much for being here for shining your light this morning here and uh, and sharing your wisdom and exciting me and whoever is listening and watching, thank you too for being here and being excited by Lolia and everything that she's offering. And just expanding my mind right now, because this is what you're saying is, is I know this stuff. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and you've come in and said, I'm reminding you, Laura, I'm reminding you world, I'm reminding you women that this is what we need to do now to really honor who we are, the beauty of who we are our unique expression and just be the light that we are in all areas holistically absolutely you've got it in you yeah. as you said laura you know you know it already it's just yeah. a reminder yes and 
I need to remind myself all the time as well. You know, I'm not someone who walks on water. <laughs> you know, I, I am continually practicing. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure, Laura, coming on here. And I love talking to you. It's I great. Love, it. I love well, your energy. We're going to do this again. I can feel it happening. I can feel it happening. Lovely. <laughs> send in any questions that you may have if you're watching and then um me and lolia will get back to you uh, with the uh well maybe not with the answers but maybe with some suggestions <laughs> absolutely it's all about suggestions handing the power over to you because you've got it in you <laughs> yes. thank you lolia <laughs> my pleasure thank you laura thank you everybody and thank you everyone for being here bye for now okay.